Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most important work that you will ever do on your health. Now, we get asked questions all the time. Like, should I focus on my fitness? Should I focus on nutrition? You know, what is like a superfood I should be taking to accelerate my health? And it's so interesting because we talk a lot about this internally and offline, but it really is actually about where you focus your energy, not on the thing that you are doing, if that makes sense. Agree. Agree 100%. Because even if you're doing just because you could do one thing really, really well, but if your energy is not focused on like a holistic approach, or if it's not focused on the the outcome that you desire, you're just doing the thing. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you won't actually get to where you want to be because you don't even really know where you're going, if that makes any sense. It's like you have to think of it in all aspects. Well, and what's interesting is this this podcast was kind of inspired by a vision board that I had done. So years back when I was actually in holistic nutrition school, we had to do as one of our projects was a vision board. And the vision board was split like 50% personal and 50% professional. So you had to put pictures and things on it that were part of your vision of what you wanted to create for your life in the next like 5, 10, 15 years. And I pulled this quote and I actually looked at this vision board the other day because it's really kind of creepy. The, there's a picture of a little boy on it and he looks exactly like my son. I should, <laughs> I should post it on our blog. It actually is kind of creepy when you see this stuff come to light. Um, but I posted this quote on my vision board that said, the most important work you will ever do in your life is in your home. And it was interesting because it got me thinking about that. And, you know, I think as women, and I don't want to speak for all women, but as, there is a tendency amongst women that we put everybody else before ourselves, right? We, we've kind of been socialized to believe that, you know, as long as you're good to others and others, you're sacrificing yourself then there's this kind of like martyr badge of honor that you get. And it was interesting because when I was looking at the quote, I was thinking about it and I was like, I love this quote, but I actually don't think that that is the number one most important work that you do in your life. I actually think it's the second. So that kind of spawned this whole podcast too, of what is the order that we talk about at Fitchix Academy? What is the way that we see health? where you can actually make the most impact, not only in your own life, but out in the world. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, based on my quote, which we're, again, I'm just going to say it, that the most important work that you will do in your life is in your home. I actually believe that the most important work that you will do on your health is on yourself. Agreed. Agree. And I think, you know, one of the things and uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, but one of the things that I find really hard to like, or one of the words, I guess that's it. The one of the words that I really don't like is the word sacrifice. I don't know why I don't like this word, but this word for me when, because it feels like then when people say like, well, you know, you have to, you can't sacrifice your health or this, you have to put yourself first. When people make those statements, I find for me personally, it's triggering as a mom. I always felt like it was like, I'm having to choose, or I feel like I'm not choosing myself, right? Like, and it's kind of putting me in this position, in this emotional position and mental position where I feel like 
it's one or the other. And it's like one has to thrive for the other to um, or one has to completely be sacrificed, quote unquote, for the other to thrive. And I don't think that that's the case. But I do think that we and I think the whole thing of like you have to put yourself first. I don't know if I like that exact way of that statement comes out all the time. I think for me, it's always like my health has to be my priority. My daughter's health can be my priority as well. Does that make sense? 100%. But I always believe, and I I don't like this analogy, but it's like that whole one on the airplane. You know, if the airplane's going down, who is the oxygen mask you're going to put on first? You have to put it on yourself, right? In order to be able to help other people. And I think that that is kind of, the way that I have always seen health, like I believe I'm a better mom when I'm taking care of myself. I believe I'm a better partner, a better business owner, a better coach, a better teacher, a better leader, a better everything Agree. when I take care of myself. But I also know that because I've done so much work on my own personal health, my physical health and my mental health, that I know what it looks like when I do not put myself first, right? Or when I do not put my my health as the most important work that I'm doing. Right. And it's not good for anyone. Right. <laughs> it's but not think- good for my son. It's not good for my marriage. It's not good for my for health. Yourself. Yeah. The like- way that you said it though, like when you're saying, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but the way that you're saying like when I put my health first, it's totally a different way of making the statement of that you have to choose or like, you know, your you have to come first or this or that. Like it's it's just the way of saying it, I think, completely changes the way that somebody can take it. Cause I know for me, like I said, I find it really triggering and really irritating when people say to me, you have to put yourself first or this or that. I'm like, or you have to do this. I'm like, I don't have to do anything, but I want to do these things. And I guess maybe it's the word have versus like prioritize or whatever. I don't know what the word is that triggers it, but it causes this feeling of like, I'm having to make choices and that one is thriving and one is not. But and the I don't word think it has have, to be that way. have and should are actually very self-judgmental words. Like when we right. say I should be eating cleaner, I have to work out. They actually are very self-judging. So it comes from so a very, that's why they space. are. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe instead that's why being, they're annoying to me. Yeah. Like instead of being like, okay, I'm choosing to work out today or like even just shifting the tone of it. Right. Like I have to get my workout and it's important to me. Right. Right. It's there's just, but there are words. And even in coaching, we talk about this of the idea of those words are very loaded with a lot of self-judgment. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling yourself that it drives a feeling of judgment or it drives a feeling of self-doubt or self-loathing or whatever, right? Which is why a lot of people have, that's where we get into that spin cycle of kind of hating ourselves and forcing ourselves to do things. And then it feels really negative on our journey to getting healthy because it feels like we're having quote unquote to do all these things when really they're all choices, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just figuring out a way that we could shift the thought and the positioning so it becomes more of a positive or a thought that drives a feeling that's going to be driving positive actions, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I feel too about the word sacrifice, you know, and I think a lot of times we can easily get into the place where the word sacrifice is used totally against our health, right? It's almost set up to stop us in our tracks of our health journey, of our personal health journey, 
you know, I we know someone who she's in business coaching, but she did this whole post about not saying that you're going to sacrifice, you're sacrificing time with your kids. Right. And it was more from a business perspective. Like she was saying, you know, can you imagine what it would be like to say that to your your child? Like I sacrificed my health for you, right. but we'll easily say that to other people. Like I'm sacrificing my workouts for my for my kids, or I'm sacrificing my dreams of becoming a coach for my kids, right? It's not saying that you have to always do things for yourself, but it's saying that you could shift the language that you're choosing. Because sometimes you're going to choose things that are not necessarily in line with every one of your priorities, right? Like maybe your your kids are your priority, but your other priority is you and your goals and your dreams. And sometimes we have to make choices that are in line with that. So I like this conversation because I think it's something that when it comes to health, I think the first work is, you know, the most important is on your personal health, but I don't think it's talked about enough. And it's so easy to put our personal health on the back burner. Of course. Like it's so easy to do that. And then we wonder why we're unhappy and we're not hitting our goals and we're not living the life that we want to live. It's because we're putting everybody else's needs in front of ours. And it's not saying it's an or game, it's an and game. Right. And that's that was my point of bringing that, that statement up is that I think once I realized it's about shifting the tone and shifting the message to myself, the internal dialogue of I'm not sacrificing my health for my family, I'm doing both and I'm doing it in a way that works for my family, right? And as soon as you start kind of thinking about it from that perspective, and maybe if you're just starting out and you're listening to this or you're a coach and you are someone who is trying to help your clients through it, allow them, like you've got to meet them where they're at in the very beginning. And we talk about this a lot, but then it's like meet them where they're at and then look at where they want to go and continue to grow that, but do it in a way that allows for it to still be an and game, because then it allows for them to continue that same messaging to themselves so that their personal health still stays that same priority. But I think even as becoming a coach, like that's why it's so, we have so many students who end up joining our holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification with no idea if they ever want to coach, right? Sure, they, they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. They're, they're on that space in their journey where they're like, I would, I would love to coach. I think, uh, you know, down the road, but right now I've got to figure out my own health. And some of them are already know they want to be a coach, but because of during the program, you're practicing all of the habits you're learning, right? You're doing all, we have assignments where you literally are putting into practice the habits, the nutrition, the mindset, and the habits-based coaching tools. So what happens is you start to transition your health in the process. And that's one of my favorite things about that certification is actually reading the testimonials afterwards of how much they are shocked by how much they've transitioned, not only in the way that they act in their health, but the way that they think about their health. Mm -hmm. And it really has to start with you. You know, I talk a lot about this with people in my own life too, is that, you know, we cannot control other people. We cannot force our clients to follow the programs. We cannot force our kids to eat healthier. We cannot force our partners or whoever it is, but we can control how we show up. And when we show up from a place of positivity and from a place of putting our health as a priority, that leading by example just starts to be contagious, right? People start to pick up on it around you. So I found some of the biggest shifts that have happened within my immediate circle 
is just from me following my own path, focusing on my own health and showing up authentically and, you know, in health and focusing on that part of my life as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it totally starts. Agree. So I do want to say one thing though, too, just to be search, just to, to clear this up for anyone who might be thinking, okay, yes, I've got to start my journey of focusing on my, on my personal health. It is all about just leading by example, though, not perfection. So this is where a lot of people, you know, even coming into the Academy, they'll say, oh, I would love to be a coach, but I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? Like I have to be at this certain specific weight or this certain specific point, or I have to eat 100% nutritionally dense foods in order for me to be able to coach other people. And that is not true, guys. You have to just be involved in your personal health. You have to be moving towards your goal. It's not about being perfect. No one is perfect. I am not perfect. Amanda's not perfect when it comes to our health, right? But it really is just about showing up in honesty and authenticity and leading by example in your own life. Because if you're not doing these things in your own life, how can you expect your family to be healthier or your or your community or your clients, right? So that's where it always starts is with you. Definitely. So the second one ties into the quote I talked about at the beginning, and that is the second area of health that is the most important to put your work into is in your home. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of an interesting topic too, because everyone's home looks different, right? Some people live alone and they say, well, why? Like, well, isn't that just then my personal health? It's like, no, it's also in your home, in your physical space for anyone who comes into your life, anyone who comes into your your pets, you know, whether you live with a partner or kids or family members or roommates, (laughs) right? Being a health leader in your home is the second most important work that you will do. For sure. Because I think it's so easy for people to be on a health journey in like their own space, but then feel like when they're in their home, it's totally different. Like I can think back to um, and this is like totally just putting us out there. But when we, we used to live together way back in the day and like we had this secret, of, this is like many, many, many years ago, many moons ago, guys. But we were both like, you know, we would go to the gym, we would eat healthy food, everything else. Like we were trying what we thought was like, quote unquote, like our best to be healthy. But then when we used to get home from work every single day, we used to smoke cigarettes, and it was like this total secret weird thing that we did. And we did it like it was not for a long period of time. It was at that one apartment that we were living in. And I don't even know why we were doing it. And it was this really weird secret thing that we were doing. But it's like as soon as we got home, our home became like this almost like toxic environment where we were like no holds barred, no paying attention to anything else, right? Just like we could do whatever we want because it was behind closed doors. And I think that sometimes when you're in your home, it's like, and one influences the other, right? So we were living together and it's like, oh, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. And we thought it was so like funny slash weird, but we still did it anyways. And I think back to those moments and I'm like, it's because it was like this weird secret thing behind closed doors, like where we didn't feel like it really mattered when it was in our home, as opposed to like externally, we were trying to like, you know, go for walks, eat healthy, do our workouts and all of those things. Well, that was also during the time too, that we were working corporate jobs and we were totally super stressed out and but it was interesting it was before we shifted our life yeah but it it goes the same with food right it's like totally 
So the way that we would act, you know, we would not smoke at work because we didn't want anyone to know. And we'd have one cigarette when we got, got home. Right. Yes. And it was like this weird though, but if people smelt it on me, then, you know, that's a bad thing. But if people don't smell it on me because I'm at home, then it's not as bad of a thing. And I see this a lot with students and students talk about this too, with their family members or clients. It's like when they're in front of you, it looks like they're doing quote unquote, all the things right, following the plan, following the method but then they're not getting to the result. And a lot of it is because of this kind of stuff, because what is happening when you are behind closed doors, right? What is happening when you are, when no one is watching or if it's with family members or whatever the dynamic is. And that's why, you know, it is really challenging when you are going on your health journey and the people within your household are not on that same journey. Totally. And most people about, who, most women who end up in the academy, that's the case. They're the ones who are taking the first step into the being leader. a leader. Well, that's the thing. Like, even I brought that example up because I think about it and I think, you know, if when we were living together, if you were just doing that or I was just doing that and not both of us together, like if it was just like you and you're like coming home every day and you're like, I'd be like, gross, stop doing that. Right. Like, don't do that. Like, only because you're my best friend. That's how I would have said it to you. But it's, you know, it would have been like, oh, that's affecting me now because and that's that's the whole thing that I'm trying to talk about is like, if you were in your house and you were trying to be the leader in your house for a health journey, if you are the one that is leading the charge, then people are going to follow that path. And I'm not saying you or I was a leader, but it's like when you were doing it together, it feels like it's totally fine. But then all of a sudden, if... And this is not a shameful conversation. Let me just be clear. It's more of just like the idea of if you want to have, if you want to be on this health journey and you're doing all of this work, you are going to lead by example by being that person in your household as well, not just at the gym or externally, but when you're in your household, continuing on that same pathway for yourself will only influence others around you, which is my point of like sharing that because when we would come home, we influenced each other. And that's, and, I'm just showing the, the drastic impact of how much that can affect people in the Well, house. and it's very sneaky. It's very, very sneaky totally. how, because sometimes you won't even notice you're doing it, right? Like there's these sneaky thoughts that will come in of, oh, well, you know, we just always have treats on the weekend. You know, I did a whole podcast talking about how words really matter. And it sounds like it is very innocent, but the thing is, it's not in line with what your goals are, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's these things. It's not saying one is bad or good. It's about consciously choosing what you're doing. But if it's not in line with the goal you have, and then you're sitting there wondering why I'm not at the goal that I, I want, that's why. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's because you're not doing the things that are in line with getting to the goal. Mm -hmm. But it's very sneaky. It's These things are very sneaky, which is why it's so important for you to do Point number one is the work on your personal health, because for you to show up in your home, it's going to require you to work through other things. It's going to require you to learn about nutrition. It's going to require you to learn about habits, to learn about mindset, to shift your own nutrition habits and mindset, right? Then once you start leading by example, then it starts to show up in your home. But I truly believe the biggest gift that you can give to your kids is the gift of health habits. It's the mm -hmm. gift of teaching them how to eat because they're not learning it from anywhere else, not school, not, you know, a, a lot of family members. It's your responsibility in your home. I think it's one of the biggest gifts you can give. Movement, making movement a priority. It's not saying going to the gym and we have to, ex but getting moving our bodies. And then of course, 
sleep and self-care, all of the things that we talk about in our certifications, if we could get that into the hands of kids at a really young age, Mm -hmm. we would have such a different landscape, I believe, when it comes to physical health and mental health. Because it's all tied in together. We have to be fueling our bodies, right? We have to be treating our bodies, right? We have to be moving. That's what our bodies are meant to do. And then also, if we do that at a young age, it sets our kids up so they're not going to deal with weight issues down the road, which then also contributes to a whole bunch of other health issues, right? Mm -hmm. So I just always think it's the most important work that you will do just to really lead your family and lead your partners. I know we had a... um, one of our students, she, we always at the end ask, you know, for them to share their stories and her name's Ernestine. She lives up in the Northwest territory. She's an accountant and she decided she just wanted to do this for her own personal health. That was kind of her first intro into it. So she used her husband as her volunteer client. So as I was saying, a lot of our assignments, you have to work on a real life human being. They're really practical. Yeah, they're really practical. So someone becomes your volunteer client. So she was using her husband and she was coaching him using the nutrition, the habits, the mindset. He lost 18 pounds as her as her guinea pig, as her volunteer, right? And so then of course, all of her friends and family see what's happening with her husband. Now he becomes the walking billboard. They're like, what are you doing with him? Can you teach us this stuff, right? But even that, like even that for her to be able to give that gift of health to her husband. And I think that there's always a big um, disconnect when it comes to things at home. Like, I don't know about you, but it's like, I remember this girl, we know she used to be a snowboarding instructor and she's like, I hate teaching couples. Like, because there's always this power struggle in between a lot of couples, right? Like there was something I was watching the Alanis Morissette documentary this weekend. And she was talking about how, you know, first in relationships, there's infatuation, then there's power struggle. And then most people break up. Interesting. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, Oh, it's so true. But, or you, once you, if you can move through the power struggle, you can get to this really beautiful place. And, but there's this like power struggle, right? So whenever a lot of times when we come in as coaches into our household, there can be a lot of resistance because people are like, I'm not your client. Like, you're on this journey. I'm not on this journey, which goes back to number one of just leading by example mm-hmm. of adding more nutrition into your household, adding more healthy habits, adding more education, little tidbits here and there. And it will totally start to pay off. And like Ernestine, you know, now her husband has probably added years onto his life because he shifted so many things that are pivotal, pivotal to your long-term health. Mm-hmm. So it just really is the second most important work you do is in your immediate community because what we forget is the ripple effect. You know, we think we have to be out there coaching hundreds of thousands of people or having these huge social media followings or having tons of clients to make a difference in the world. The differences you make even on your family members and then they go out in the world and are healthier because of you, then that makes their coworkers healthier and their friends healthier and it just ripples. Mm-hmm. So every single person you touch, starting off with yourself, it just flows. It just makes this world so much better. And I just want to add to that in when we're talking about the home stuff too, if you find that you're bringing in these habits and there is some resistance, don't let that derail you from your own personal journey. And I'm talking about this from personal examples. So my personal example would be um, my family. So my husband, myself, and my daughter, after dinner, our habit is that we go for a walk. My husband doesn't always want to come. I don't let that stop me. So my daughter and I still go. And we're always like, see you later, like no big deal, you know, because I let her know that that's a priority for us. 
And if dad chooses to come or not, that's his choice. But for her and I, it's our priority to get moving after we eat, to get fresh air before bed, all those kinds of things. And we talk through it and she understands why we move and everything else. But I don't let that be like, oh, he doesn't want to go. Okay, well, we're not going to go. Right. It's still something. And even if she said to me like, oh, I don't want to go, I would still go. Because it's a habit that I don't want to lose for myself, but also I like to incorporate it with my family. So that's kind of like the the and thing that we were talking about too, right? So it's like something for you that you can then do with your family that becomes, it's not like, oh, well, I'm sacrificing time for, you know, with my daughter to be able to go for this walk. It's like, no, I'm inviting her to come along. And like, that's the shift as opposed to feeling like it has to be separate. And you don't have to do the same thing. Maybe you like your walks alone, whatever it is, or, you know, it doesn't really, that that's not the point. The point is just showing you the difference between like deciding to still continue on your journey or allowing some something in your household because eventually even if the person that you know if it's if you're in the same scenario maybe one day my husband will just be like you know what yeah i am gonna come and then he's gonna start making it a habit every day if he chooses not to i cannot force him to do anything and i don't want to force him it is his choice my choice is this journey so i just i just wanted to share that because i think sometimes it's so easy to just feel defeated if you feel like you're trying to bring something into your household and it's not being picked up by others don't allow that to derail you from your own journey and you trying to influence others. Don't let that stop you from continuing to just like invite or try to inspire, but do not try to force. 100%. I mean, I think when I really learned the lesson of and really absorbed, like you cannot control other people. Yeah. And the more you try to, the more that you let how they act affect what you do and how you feel the more trapped you become. So it's not saying things won't upset you or won't frustrate you or won't anger you, but it's just understanding that, you know what, going back to again, number one, like I have to lead by example with my own life. And that's the biggest, the biggest work I can do, even in coaching, right? I always just think if you are, because people want to be around people who are doing and living what they want, right? They want Mm -hmm. to be around people who are, healthier who find it effortless to eat in certain ways like i don't know how many questions i get asked even by extended family members like you know oh my gosh you're so good which i don't like that statement but you know how do you know how to do all of this how did you know how to and you know then i'm just sharing information and it's not necessarily as being like i'm coaching them but they just see that's the way that i eat that's the way that i you know balance out my meals. That's the way that I cook. That's the way that my son eats. Like I have it down to the, like everyone in my family, immediate family, anyone who feeds him knows that every single meal, he has protein, fiber, and healthy fat are complete and three rule. He's had it since he started on solids at six months old. That has always been our thing. And it's just, that's the way that he will eat probably for the rest of his life. And he will learn that it will be ingrained in him, right? To make those choices. So it's funny because even it's even the same with Mads. It's just, you know, with my daughter, it's the exact same. Her plate is always consisting of protein, fibers, and fats. Always. And then even with, you know, my husband, who's obviously not a nutritionist, but he knows now that that's how we build a meal. You know, he knows now that that is how we balance out a meal. So it's just these little things that you don't even realize, but just by you doing it, and implementing it, it's so impactful. And like I said, I just think it's the biggest gift that you can give to anyone in your family is helping them learn how to eat. 
mm-hmm. and do it in a way that really feels good for them, which is why all of our coaching tools too are personalizable. Like we talk a lot about the idea of well, you could personalize any of this stuff to any person because we have to make sure these are things that people can do for life. It's not a quick fix habit to drop weight or to, you know, go through like a detox or a health cleanse. These have to be things that we can do for the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. and shift whether we're six months old or whether we're 85 years old. Um, Okay. And then the third most important work that you will ever do on your health is in the world. Mm -hmm. I think that it is the, one of the biggest privileges of my life to be able to teach and coach in this area. I truly wake up every day and feel so much gratitude that not only do I get to take all of my past experiences, all of my hell that I went through with dieting and with my eating disorder and with self-loathing and just beating the crap out of myself for so many years and the fitness competitions and all this stuff, to take that and make it really mean something Because for me, I literally look at all that stuff that it happened to get me to where I am now and has given me so much perspective. So, you know, when someone talks to me about, you know, shame, I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, I've been on the shame spiral like 5,000 times, you know, in my life, not even just 5,000 times, like 5,000 times probably within the last year. Like I get all of that stuff. I get all of the the self-doubt and the self-loathing and all the things But I just feel like all of that happened to bring me to where I am today. If I would not have had all those experiences, I don't think I would be the educator and the coach that I am today. And I just feel like it's the biggest privilege to go out and share this with other people who then again, the ripple effect, get to share it with their people and their clients and help other people. Because as humans, we're meant to contribute to the collective right? We're meant to be in community. We're meant to help each other. And what is a better way to help the world and contribute to the world than to contribute health to the world? I don't think there's anything better than that. No, I totally agree. I think that being able to, because I always think like, even if you impact one person's life, like even if it's just, you know, by you sharing your story or by leading by example or just influencing whether it's a coworker, whether it's someone in your community, whether it's someone that you were just helping, um, you know, sharing recipes, whatever it is, your neighbor, whatever. By just doing that small shift, you were giving back so much because you were giving somebody health. And I think that that's like, to me, that is, I agree with you. It's like the greatest gift that you can give to your family, but it's also the greatest gift you can give to anybody because I know I can see it in people, right? You can see when somebody starts to shift and change and live a healthier life, you can see the differences that it makes, not just in their health, but in their overall life. You can start seeing all of the shifts that you're doing. So you're allowing somebody to finally, um, especially when health maybe wasn't a priority or it wasn't something that was taught in their household, or it was something that they are just starting out on their journey by you being able to gift them that knowledge, you are really helping them to probably skip past a lot of the BS that's out there. Well, and I am just such a huge, huge believer that holistic nutrition and health is the top preventive preventative medicine that we can do. We have to be involved in our health. We are not taught how to actually be leaders of our own health. We're not taught about how to be leaders of our own nutrition, right? The way that we have grown up is that, you know, we have doctors, but doctors are there for when we are sick, right? What is there 
to make sure we never go to see the doctor. There's not very, we're not taught this stuff. We're not taught it in schools. We're not taught it as kids. We're not taught it properly by our governments. Like, and it is the most important thing that you can learn, you know, nutrition, finances, mindset, thought work. Like we're not taught this stuff. Right. And then we're wondering why we feel like we're so out of control and we feel like crap. And it's like, well, because we've been fueling our bodies with, with basically fake foods. So we don't have the raw materials to balance our hormones. So our hormones are out of whack. We don't have money because we're not taught how to manage our money properly, <laughs> right? And then on top of it, our mindset, we're wondering why we're constantly feeling so negative and can't handle the stressors of life. And it's because we're never taught how to manage our minds. So it's like, as we start to approach it from this way, I think we all have to take responsibility and accountability but there's more opportunity than ever for coaches out there to go make a real difference. Like nutrition is linked to not just obesity issues and all the health issues that go along with obesity. We are still in an obesity epidemic, even though we have more information than ever because no one talks about the mindset shifting and how to actually use nutrition for weight loss and for health um, and the habits that go along that you can carry for the rest of your life. But also nutrition is so tied into mental health issues. And I, you know, especially after the pandemic, it's so interesting to me because I see barely anything about how to naturally manage stress or how to manage your mind or how to use food to support your body. It's literally barely even talked about. Mm -hmm. Right. And once we start focusing on our nutrition, which is one of the things I love in our certification is seeing not only are people completely dropping weight and transforming their bodies, but all these other health conditions start to clear up for them. Mm -hmm. And obviously I have to say the caveat, like this is just for informational purposes. We're not making claims or promises that this will clear up every health condition, but because our bodies are holistic in nature, they depend on each other in different for different things, right? When one hormone is out of whack, it's not just causing weight gain, but it also can be causing you know, a ton of other issues that are going on. So as we start to focus on getting hormones back in balance for the weight issue, now, suddenly that hormone that's affecting, whether it be inflammation, joint pain, ulcers, whatever, suddenly now is starting to get back into balance. So that clears up too. And it's like all these beautiful things start happening at the same time. So I just really feel super passionate about this because no one is teaching this. We need to be leaders in our community. We like our coaches. That's one thing when they graduate, I literally get goosebumps because I just think of how many people's lives will be changed because they decided to show up for their own health and for their own passion. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's literally like, I always think of it like a jigsaw puzzle where it's like, you need all of the pieces to complete everything. And if you're only focused on certain parts or if you're missing all of the pieces, then there's no way that you can ever complete it. So you need to have all of the pieces of the puzzle in place to be able to finish it. And a lot of times the biggest ones that are missing or the biggest pieces that are missing are the nutritional aspect, the mindset aspect right? Those pieces, because even if you follow quote unquote, a diet plan or things like that, if you don't change the internal dialogue, the conversation that you're having with yourself, you're not going to be able to have long-term success. It's going to be short-lived every single time. And I think it's just, it's so important, but we don't really realize that, which is why a holistic approach is just, is so needed. And when you were saying like how you know, you affect one hormone to affect the other. It's it's so true. It's again, that puzzle pieces, right? They all go together. And so if you're missing some, you, everything is going to feel completely out of whack. And I always like to, you know, just go back to 
number one, like my own health, because I know like I am the biggest billboard of what holistic nutrition and health can do, right? If people would have met me in my twenties, you would not even know I am the same person that I am today. Like physically looking, mindset, mentally, all of it. I'm just such a different person. But even so now, I know when my nutrition has been, you know, out of whack or not in line with the, my habits that I usually have. Let's say I've gone on a vacation or it was like, you know, there was a, lots of parties over the holidays. And I had more alcohol than I normally do or I'm eating more processed foods. My anxiety is through the roof. Mm-hmm. I feel it like almost instantaneously because I'm so in tune now with my body. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I know it comes from when my nutrition is not in balance. And then also when I'm not doing my mindset work and the habits, of course, make the actions of doing that a lot easier because you learn how to do the habits, but it just is so fascinating to me. So whenever I'm thinking about teaching or coaching another student, I always take it back to just what that really feels like for me when I know, and the majority of people are walking around feeling like that. And they think it's, they think that this is the way they should feel, you know, it's normal and, or something's wrong with them. But as you start to shift the way that you will feel, it's so interesting. Like, that's why I'm always like, just give me the eight weeks in the program. Just take the program. Even if you just follow the stuff for eight weeks and see what happens, right? It's just your life will be completely different at the end of eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So this is where we are going to end this podcast. I hope you guys feel inspired and motivated to start to really lead the charge in your own health. And again, just knowing the most important work you will ever do is on your personal health, then it's in your home, and then it's out in the world. And don't skip the order, right? Sometimes we get so overwhelmed. And I, you know, we see this with our coaches as they're coming in to the academy. We get so overwhelmed with this big idea of I'm not good enough yet to be a coach or I'm not ready enough to be a coach. We don't need to jump all the way to number three, right? The most important work, we don't need to go right to in the world. We just start with ourselves. And then that builds and then that has a ripple effect. And then that shows up in our home. And then it starts to show up outside of our home, in our communities in our online communities, and it keeps growing and growing and growing. So if you're interested in really growing in this area, more in your personal health, also starting to coach out in the world, we do have our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification starting October 31st. Yeah. So this is our fall semester. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Our we final have... one of the year. Yes, our final one of 2022. Um, and... If you are interested in learning more about holistic weight loss coaching, if you're like, hmm, that sounds interesting, but I don't know if that would be my jam. We do have holistic holistic weight loss coach week coming up. So October 17th to 23rd, you can join us at fitchicksacademy.com forward slash coach week to get your free ticket. And basically it's going to be a week of free classes, of coaching, of learning and educating all around holistic weight loss. And also to give you a taste tester of what the certification will be like. So make sure to grab your seat, fitchicksacademy.com forward slash coach week. And um, let's start transforming our health. Let's start transforming the world. Okay, guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye, Bye. everyone. 
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.